Hey guys, welcome. Joe DeLore here to my wonderful podcast, <laughs> Joe DeLore's Not So Wondrous Imaginings, and uh, visit my blog also, Joe DeLore's Wondrous Imaginings. Um, so anyway, just wanted to touch base here, uh, sort of a segue from yesterday, we talked about power and, you know, the game being designed around that in first edition, and uh, I was talking to my brother about it last night, and we had a, a bit of discussion about, it. he mentioned the word hero. I'm like, well, fuck hero, never such a thing. Um, more on that in a second, but first we have something from Tim Shorts. He left me a voicemail. He did something on thieves as well. I let them a voicemail, which I'll expand upon a little bit here. Okay. Hold on. Hey Joe, it's Tim from Gothridge Manor. Love the, uh, episode. And I, I, I did my own based off of yours. I kind of released a second one today about, uh, building a thieves guild and how I, I do it and how I try to give, thieves their power base in a way i uh, hope you like it uh i think we generally agree on most of the, the the things i'm not sure all the way but uh i guess again thank you for the idea and uh best of luck with future episodes my man all right thanks tim just wanted to uh, remind i left a message on tim's uh voicemail anchor's voicemail for lack of a better phrase and uh maybe he'll play maybe he won't but a little bit of of an expansion upon what I was saying. It, Tim's totally right. I agree with what he's saying about a thieves guild being um, really in a campaign in a setting and in the bigger picture, what it's all about. But my focus was on the character class. Um, listen, to his broadcast is really good, really interesting that he just put out uh, tonight, tonight being the 13th. And uh, it, it, he talks about, you know, that's more of the end goal meal of the whole shebang. And I said, well, you know, what I'm talking about is a character class though. Um, and the four classes, the four primary classes, the wizard magic user has to get gold to become more powerful as a wizard. So he exercises his personal will through wizardly means. Okay. That justifies that the fighter to get arms and armor and raise uh, maybe a mercenary company and to exert his will through that cleric to build the temples and uh, get followers to their God and exercise their will through that. And a thief steals shit, takes people's stuff. Um, especially in the old style where it was adventuring and not heroism. It was, you know, no, that, you know they were just stealing shit. It was Fafford and the Grey Mauser, that kind of stuff. Um, and basically what, the, you know, the, the well, those two were not exactly uh, uh, people who wanted a thieves guild, but again, we're talking AD&D here rather than the true, seeing true to all the fictional um, the underpinnings of the game. Thieves eventually, once they get their money, they could get a guild they could set up the guild that tim's talking about and then exercise all their power through that okay so through you know bribery and corruption and everything else and everything under the table but first they have to get the money either that or assassinate the guild leaders and, and bribe everybody else to or you know have something on everybody else to have them as the new guild leader but it all starts out with money it's and money as as a may as a way to get power because not just on the big picture level but on the personal level Money is literally power in D&D. Money in AD&D gives you experience. One XP per every gold piece. And especially for a thief, why the fuck would you fight it? Don't, don't fight anything. Steal the shit. It's, it's like the old Conan movie. Take the gem, don't fight the snake. They ended up fighting the snake, but it wasn't the original plan. Take the damn gem. You know, and sell the gem and live the high life. Um, you know, Conan, wine, women, and song. But eventually he had his own empire, right? We don't quite know how he got there. Uh, you know, even five for the Great Mountains at the end, they were... Uh, they established themselves after a period of time on that island. 
So yeah, they did have some sort of a an end game. Maybe it wasn't in mind, but it was an end game. So in any case, um, on to the topic of this podcast. And again, thank you, Tim, for uh, all those uh, points you made on yours. It was, it was good stuff. And for referring people to me, it's all good, man. Um, I was thinking about this last night. My brother was talking a little bit. He mentioned heroism and this and that. I'm like, well, fuck heroism. Now, my brother's favorite edition was second. He loves second edition. That's a sweet spot for him. Mine is first. And huge difference between first and second edition is, I think, Forgotten Realms, number one. Um, and then uh, <laughs> TSR's fucking code of ethics. Remember this? I think that Lorraine Williams was in charge then. She she inherited Buck Rogers' money or something like that. She ever, probably never worked a day in her fucking life, and she bought an interest in, in Wizards of the Good, and then TSR, I think. And then I don't know what's going on, but I think it was in, it was in reaction to the whole uh, the 80s. We hate Dungeons and Dragons because it's demonic and all that kind of bullshit that went on back then. Um, so TSR came out with this code of ethics, and it was stupid. All right, I got it here. Let me show you. I don't have my glasses on, but good versus evil. And I got all this on my blog. You can read more in detail. I'm posting on the blog right now. Good versus evil. Evil should never be portrayed in an attractive light. Should only be used as a foe to illustrate a moral issue. All products should focus on a struggle versus good versus the injustice and evil, casting the protagonist as an agent of right. Archetypes, heroes, villains should be used to illustrate a moral issue. Satanic symbology, rituals, and phrases not appeared in the TSR products. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, agents of law enforcement should not be depicted in such a way as to create disrespect for current established authorities or social values. Crime shall not be present in such ways to promote distrust of law enforcement agents or agencies or to inspire others with the desire to info, in, imitate criminals. There goes Steve right there. I mean, I don't know when they have started calling them rogues, but for fuck's sake, uh, yeah, there's there goes thieves. Now you're all talking about a, a style of thievery, which I'll get into a little later. I got some other things to show you. Um, monsters can have good and evil goals as foes. All evil monsters should be clearly defeated. Should clearly be defeated. What do the monsters win sometimes? Profanity, obscenity, smut, and vulgarity will not be used. Well, fuck that bullshit. All right. Uh. <laughs> The, the, the detailing of sordid vices or excessive gore shall be avoided. Bite me. Violence and gore. All lord scenes of excessive bloodshed, gore, crimes, depravity, lust, filth, sadism, or masochism. Pretty much everything that Raji does in every LLTFP product ever is banned by second edition. Um, nudity. No nudity. Well, fuck you. I still like my chainmail bikini stuff. Uh, matters of race. Humans and non-monster character races and nationalities should not be depicted as inferior to other races. All shall be fairly portrayed. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, whatever. Religion and mythology. These are religion and TSR products is to assist in clarifying the struggle between good and evil. Actual current religions are not to be depicted, ridiculed, attacked in any way that promotes disrespect. Ancient or mythological religions uh, may be portrayed, however. Uh, let's see. Narcotics and alcohol shall not. Narcotic and alcohol abuse shall not be presented, except as dangerous habits. Such abuse shall be dealt with by focusing on the harmful aspects. The distinction between players and player characters should be strictly observed. Is standard TSR policy not to use you in its advertising and role playing games to suggest that the users of the game systems are actually taking part in the adventure? This, I think, this all goes back to that crazy ass. Uh, James Dallas Egbert thing 
where he, uh, I don't know, they, they kept saying he became the character. That, that asshole t- t- detective who investigated that, I think he just blew it out of proportion in order to you know sell his book. I actually used to have that book somewhere. I don't know where it is now. Um, they didn't support live-action role-playing. Uh, let's see, plagiarism, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's the main gist of it. So if you look at all that stuff in its context, how are you going to promote thieves and thieve guilds as anything good or cool or fun. No, you gotta, you gotta go in a different way. Now here's part two of this. I was thinking to myself, I don't remember ever, ever, ever the, the word hero being used to depict player characters. In other words, the player characters were heroic or the players are heroic in a D and D first edition. All right. So I think about this at work today, and I couldn't wait to get on this to, to see. And I do remember second edition talking about all kinds of heroism everywhere. All right. So, and I pulled up, there we go. Let's see. I have the, this is a good exercise for all you guys who have the PDFs at home. So, I got the first edition with that, the demon with their pulling the eyes out on the player's handbook. And I typed in a word search for hero. Okay. Enter. Boom. All right. They mentioned gods, demigods, and heroes because that was a book or whatever. Right. Uh, they mentioned hero as the fighter level four name, which doesn't mean anything. I just, you know, Myrmidon and all that bullshit is in there too. All right. I think <laughs> just stupid ass names, <laughs> uh, veteran warrior. You're a veteran of fucking first level. How do you get veteran first level? Stupid shit. Warrior swordsman. Did anybody use these things? Swashbuckler Myrmidon, which I always thought was some kind of underwater creature, like a mermaid man or something champion and superhero. Then you're a Lord at ninth level and you get to keep and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Stupid names. Anybody? I don't know who ever used those. All right. Next then, instance of hero. Transfers transformation. The magic user increases to heroic proportions. Again, we're not talking about the character as, as being a hero type of person. Next dimension, a uh, potion of heroism. Uh, next mention, hero and superheroism. Next, under morale. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Likewise, dwarven superheroes, paladins, and elven thieves, half orc assassins, and the like might gain real experience. Blah, 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 blah. So, again, they're talking about the, the title, you know, not, not the actual that they're heroic, that they should be heroic. All right. And then we have, uh, again, gods and heroes. That's it. It's the whole damn first edition player's handbook. Never a mention of characters being heroic. All right. Second edition. Boom. Enter. Let's see what we get here. Okay, all right. So they got. I'm using the second edition, but the the one we had. I never had the 2.5 or anything like that. I had the second edition, um, the one with the guy on the horse charging or something like that. Okay, so let's see here. All right, first mention a hero on a dice rolling. If you want to play a character of truly heroic proportions, all right. If I'll turn to Mets, it's a roll of the character, so that could just be related to the stats. All right, I'll give you that. And heroic character with fighter strength. Again, it could be just related to stats. Ah, oh, here we go. Page 14. All right. Divine intervention is reserved for only the bravest and most faithful heroes. Again, there is a characterization that, that sinks into your brain that if you play this, you should be a faithful, brave hero. All right. Fuck you. All right. Next, Thunder Warrior. The warrior group encompasses the character classes of heroes who make their way in the world. Okay. What about assholes who make their way in the world? All right, you just beat up people and take their shit. No, that that's that, that's called <laughs> not existing in this. Now under nobles, uh, paladins, they talk about heroes. Little little uh, 
blue or gray, can't tell what original original color, but throughout legend history, there are many heroes who could be called paladins, Charlemagne, Lancelot, Gawain, blah, 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 okay? All right, again, heroes, pushing the heroic bullshit. Oh, here we go. So second edition is the answer to the question I had before, thieves. Thieves come in all shapes and sizes, ready to live off the fat of the land by the easiest means possible. In some ways, they are the epitome of roguishness. Oh, is that the first instance of fucking rogue? Here we go. Fucking row, fuck you. All right, the profession of thief is not honorable, yet it is not entirely dishonorable either. Many famous folk heroes have been more than a little larcenous. Raynard the Fox, Robin Goodfellow, and the Alibaba are but a few. At his best, the thief is a romantic hero, fired by noble purpose, but a little wanting in strength of character. Such a person may truly strive for good, but continually run afoul of temptation. Really? This is like a, the blurb right under Thief. It's like highlighted in, you know, special color text and everything else. So, you're, come on. Come on. All right. Click, click, click. All right. Now we're into bards. Heroic songs from the old homeland. How about songs of conquest? How about, you know, uh, what is good in life kind of Conan's, you know, epitaphs, things like that. All right. Anybody can name that? Come on, come on. You can, I know you know it. I know you know what that is. The Conan. What is good in life, Conan? All right. Again, more bards. The bard can heroically inspire his companions, immortalizing him in word and song. So, in other words, do good shit and bards sing about your ass. Um, <laughs> next. On the other hand, a player who thinks that properly role-playing a heroic, lawful good character would be, in, be an interesting challenge is encouraged to try it. No one should be afraid of stretching their imagination. They don't say the same thing about evil people, though, do they? Okay. Yeah, none of that. None of that stuff. All right. Let's see. What else we got here? Mm. Oh, here we go. All right. This is what? Page 47. Third, some people choose to play the evil alignment. So though there is no specific prohibition against this, there are several reasons why it is not a good idea. First, the AD&D game is a game of heroic fantasy. No, it was a game of exploration and adventure. Not heroic fantasy. You made it into that, you stupid asshole. What is heroic about being a villain? Dude, all that we do in AD&D as an adventure group is home invasion. It's just somebody else's home that people don't like. Orcs and hobgoblins and bugbears. Every home invasion happens in our society right now. People break in, guns steal all your shit, hold up your yourself in your house and threaten all your loved ones. That's the same thing we do. Fucking home invasion. That's all it is. Okay? Heroic fantasy. We're just going against the bad guys' homes. That's all. What is heroic about being a villain? If an evilly aligned group plays this alignment correctly, it's much a battle for the characters to work together as it is to take on the outside world. Maybe, maybe not. Neutral even individuals will be paranoid, but with some justification, the others will betray them for profit or self-aggrandizement. Dude, that's just called the corporate world, all right? That's everywhere you goddamn work today. In fact, if you played it like that in D&D, you might be able to survive the corporate world right now a little better. You gotta give a character try to get somebody else to take all the risks that they would become or remain strong and take over. That's just every fucking boss. All right. So, I mean, come on. They're all sociopaths. Although lawfully other characters might have some code. Oh, next page. Of conduct to be governed by each member. Always look for ways to twist the rules to his own favor. Yeah, on and on and on and on. And there's like a fucking pages of this shit. Holy Christ. Pages. All right. All right. Let's see. Oh, even under history, a local history as a background profession. Um Local history, the blah, 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 blah. The character knows when the ruined tower and hill was built and who built it and what happened to him. What great heroes and villains fought and fell at the old battlefield. You know, maybe just assholes fell and fought. 
Greedy shitheads. Um, the, all right, next. We're in our weapons. The true test of a strength comes in struggling with a bow, a bow. A bow of a strong hero may be unstringable by a lesser man, as was by Odysseus. All right. <laughs> all right, then they're talking about feats, heroic feats. Um, let's see, going through, taking cover. Professional adventurers wishing to make this sound heroic call this taking cover. Uh, I guess they're just like, you know, talking about hiding and somebody shooting arrows at you. All right. Injury and death. To allow characters to be heroic and for ease of play, damage is handled abstractly in the AD&D game. Again, AD&D, but this is second edition. They just called it AD&D. All characters must have number hit points, blah, blah, blah. Okay. How about instead of heroic, you can replace that with tough and badass. All right. You don't need to say heroic, except you want to characterize and, you know, all right. I don't know how many of these there are. I'm on page fucking 113 out of something, 250 or something like that. Running away is not that heroic. I'll try to skim some stuff. Oh, now we're into the spells. Heroes Feast, blah, 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 blah. Oh, speaking of which, they didn't. Look at that picture. She's fucking hot. Well, look, I'm looking on page, uh, if you want to follow along here with my uh, drooling, page 182, just before the second level spells. This is fucking smoking hot chick, long ass legs, high heels. Not even a chainmail bikini. All right. I say they didn't follow their all their old rules. You know what I mean? At least they got some little uh you know for the period of light in there for me. All right, what else we got here? Hero's feast. And that's yeah, so we're pretty much done. But look look at all that shit they talked about. Hero, 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 hero. First edition? No. First edition came of adventuring, of exploring, of getting out there and just a game of power. Second edition is a game of heroism, heroic fantasy. So there's a, a complete difference. And they already started talking roguish, roguish archetypes in second edition there. So, uh, you know, that, 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 that's soon to be the downfall. Was it third edition? Was that it where they started talking about rogues as a class instead of thieves? I think so. I think so. I'm going to pause and see if, I, see if I can pause. And, uh, pull this shit up as if I can get there to the, I don't know if I need to pause. Anyway, I'm into 17 minutes, so you get the fucking point. I think there to this where they got rogues and gave it up entirely on, on thieves. And when you do that, you break, like I said, you, you break the, break the class and you characterize the game in a way that's not true to its roots in terms of the, the, the novels and all that other stuff. And, and not how I, I like to play, you know, and there's been this is the basis I think of the, the dispute between me and my brother forever because I play even a paladin that's <laughs> an asshole greedy son of a bitch justified by his need to donate to his uh, tithe to his charity or whatever but uh, I just found a way to justify it uh, just more to bust his chops than anything else but everybody my wizard my character the, the magic users have always been greedy assholes and uh, he's finally playing a greedy asshole magic user because he wants to uh, you know, gain in power now so I'm like oh, now, you, now you get it now you get it and it's fifth edition. It took him five editions to get to where I was, but good. Anyway, 18 minutes in. I'm going to stop this shit now. Thank you all for listening this long. So if I'm sorry if I bored you, but I wanted to make a point. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you join the podcast, feel free to share it, comment, um, rate it on Apple, leave me a voicemail. I'd like to, as you saw, I'd like to incorporate all the voicemails in here. Buzz it, you know, saves you from hearing my voice for 18 fucking minutes. All right. I will talk to you all later. Bye.